I'm Brian Lee, one of the content creators for the South Central Telehealth Resource Center. Welcome to Telehealth Talk. Today, we have another presentation for you. Patient and Provider Engagement, How to Provide Telehealth Education to Key Shareholders to Encourage Program Participation. This talk is presented by Sarah Rhodes, Education Director for the UAMS Center for Distance Health and Director of the South Central Telehealth Resource Center. So, stay with us and find out how education and encouragement can make a huge difference when it comes to program participation. Today, we're just gonna have a discussion about patient and provider engagement. And just really talking about how um, education to key stakeholders and encouragement um, can really make a difference when it comes to program participation. And uh, so the first slide that I typically talk about when I am um, doing a presentation, I'm from rural Arkansas. And so these are scenes that are from my back door, essentially. And so we have a lot of rural and uh, medically underserved areas in Arkansas and so that can provide a barrier to patients when they need to access um, care and uh, other health care resources. But I will say I traveled to uh, the big city and I had to take public transportation uh, from one hospital to another and it took for a little um, what I would say 15 mile uh, distance. It took over an hour and a half to get there by public transportation. So that's a, a barrier as well when it comes to access to care and specialty care. So at the Center for Distance Health, we believe that telehealth is part of the solution. And um, we really think that people, when they uh, hear about telehealth, they will readily adopt it without any issues or problems and, and going back to uh, the mantra, if you build it, they will come. Well, um, as, as much as we want to say this is what happens, actually um, it does not. So, but here is uh, one of our programs, Angels, is a program developed by Dr. Curtis Lowry, and he's the gentleman there in the photo. And Rosalind Perkins is the clinical director of Angels and uh, over all of our clinical programs. And so with that, we have sites throughout the state of Arkansas, and it began in 2003. But even with that very well established successful program that are me um, that are uh, even with that established successful program many programs uh, uh, and sites are not readily accessible accessing the equipment so here's sort of a funny picture this is a restroom and so they have their telemedicine equipment in the restroom that's uh, that's not being used it's being used as a storage um, facility. So what do we do? How do you combat this? So when you go from idea to implementation, but you know, we really want successful implementation. We want people using the equipment. Um, we want patients getting better access to care. And so how do we get from the idea to this successful implementation. So I'm just gonna give you some, some thoughts or ideas that I've put together on programs that we have done here at the Center for Distance Health and um, ways that we've successfully implemented it in, in the process that we've done to do it. 
so it's very, very important to get the right people at the table. And you know, you want the money people, you want the CEO, you want the managers, you want all of those people to get them on board um, and uh, healthcare providers. But are these really the people that we need to talk to? So I think it, it really depends. Um, I don't think in any scenario, they're the only people that you need to talk to. You need to really see who the stakeholders are. So let's say if you've got a telehealth program that you're wanting to implement in a rural setting or a low access setting, you really need to talk to people from that community, from that organization, talk to patients. What is their Wi-Fi access? Do they have cellular data in their area? You need to talk to physicians. You need to talk to the nurses. You need to definitely talk with your IT tech people and make sure they um, they uh, support your endeavors. And um, depending on the type of program you want to implement, you may need to talk to patients, family members as well. And then all of the clinicians that are going to be a part of your team. So like, for example, sonographers, genetic counselors, um, dietitians, and uh, make sure you listen to everybody. And um, you just don't listen to them once. You go back and listen to them again as well. Another thing that really helps for a successful um, implementation of a telehealth program is pilot test and test and test and test again before you launch. So um, the idea of go big or go home is not the best approach when you come to telehealth. So you're gonna start with a small pilot project um, with a few patients, a few providers, and make sure it is something that is successful. We implemented um, the these pictures demonstrate a mHealth um, postpartum blood pressure monitoring program. And um, with some of our patients, uh, the equipment would not successfully read the blood pressure because the large cuff uh, was not large enough and the small cuff was not small enough. So we really couldn't um, uh, uh, determine the, uh, the blood pressure accurately based on the equipment that was chosen. So we definitely wanted to, to pilot and make sure we had all of those issues corrected. Other things, um, the uh, kits had cellular data included with them, but with that, in some areas of Arkansas, the readings would not transmit easily. So we had to make sure that the patients had a different area to transmit their readings or could go to a different spot. So then again, just make sure you test and retest and pilot before you do a full uh, launch with all of your patients. The other thing you want to do is really support. You want to support everybody. You want to support the patients, make sure they have access to IT, to their nurses or clinicians that they need um, if they have questions about their readings. If you have healthcare providers that are going to be using the equipment, let's say um, this is for a retinal scan, uh, is the second picture there. Make sure you test in a laboratory, in a simulation setting over and over again, and then find only uh, launch in the clinical setting, but you have um, people there to assist them in the first few um, assessments as well. 
then you want for sure to have IT support with any launch. Make sure they know that you are launching your new program and how many patients you expect to see and how many providers need to be involved and test and retest with them. And you really want to have support um, in the bottom right. That's Dr. Hall and he's uh, with a resident there doing a uh, laryngoscope, telelaryngoscope intubation in a uh, mannequin. So with that, you want the, the IT people there, the provider there, and really assessing um, the needs and supporting them. Another important thing is to develop a process. Make sure you have a process for enrolling patients. Make sure you definitely test with your IT. Make sure you schedule your visits uh, with the patients or have a, have a method. And with this, this is showing you the process for our telelactation program where we have uh, mothers receiving virtual visits 24 to 48 hours after delivery. And uh, with that, we had to ensure we had a HIPAA compliant um, portal or app for the um, the mother to use as well as the lactation consultants. Now we'll say we with this program we had to train about 10 lactation consultants who had no telehealth or mHealth experience. So we did a lot of, of training and support for them initially and um, and so with that um, we did have a successful launch, but for sure to develop a process um, with any program. And if you can stick to that same process, it'll be easier for patients and clinicians who may or may not be familiar with telehealth. Then we don't need to forget to celebrate. You know, um, we have a board where uh, we have uh, we're recording the different telelactation visits that the uh, the nurses are performing, the lactation consultants, and and boy, they love getting their little Mardi Gras babies on the board. So, uh, you know, cheesy things do make people happy, and um, they are just thrilled to death. You know, when they can put a baby on the board. And, you know, sometimes after you've gone through all of those steps, sometimes you have to rework. So here's uh, an example of one of the programs that we started from from the beginning again to rework. So Angel Eye was a camera system that was created in 2006 uh, and allowed mothers and fathers and other family members to virtually visit their baby while it was in the neonatal intensive care unit. We uh, originally put the web cameras on an IV pole and parents would access a, a, a generic website and enter a password to access their baby's feed. Um, after a year or so, we discovered that uh, family members were not using the system. So what we did is go back and really listen to the neonatal intensive care staff and nurses, make sure that they uh, were getting what they wanted from the camera system. And what they really wanted was something that uh, was easy to use. They wouldn't have to point and be unsure if the baby was in the camera uh, angle and view. And uh, they didn't want something that would take up a lot of their time. We also went back to mothers and said and fathers and said well you know why why aren't you using the program and uh, give us some reasons and it we were making it very difficult for patients they would have to call a number the nurse would have to go get the camera set up 
they uh, could look at their baby for 15 minutes and then the camera feed would be taken off. So mothers and fathers said, you know, I want to look at my baby all the time. I don't want to be restricted on uh, the number of hours I can see the baby. And so after that, uh, the hardware launched in 2009, the software launched in 2010, and um, we've had a very successful um, program that is readily adopted by neonatal intensive care unit nurses, as well as patients and their families. So continue to engage and listen, go back to the stakeholders, go back to the patients, go back to the healthcare providers, make sure that they are um, getting what they need from the program and constantly reevaluate and reassess. Is there something that we can do to make it an easier process for you related to this um, telehealth implementation, either as a provider or as a a patient. You can't listen on enough and you can't communicate too much uh, with, with your stakeholders. And then keep it all, all in, uh, in perspective. You know, success is relative. So um, make sure that your, both your ideas of success are, are the same. You know, are you, are you pleasantly uh, surprised if you see uh, 10 patients virtually for a telelactation program and uh, you've had mothers successfully breastfeed. Um, so just, just make sure success is, um, you, you're all, I have the same definition of success and it really will um, make the program happy and then come, uh, go back to celebrating those small milestones. As always, let's keep the conversation going. You can find and follow us on Twitter at Learn Telehealth, on Facebook, the same name, Learn Telehealth. And while you're there, be sure to leave a like and follow the page. If social media isn't your thing, you can always leave us an email at info at learntelehealth.org. Please visit our website, learntelehealth.org, for tools, tips, and resources to help you on your telehealth journey. That's learntelehealth.org. And do me a favor, while you're on our website, be sure to click the hashtag search 2018 tab to learn more about its 2018 Telehealth Research Symposium. Search, the Society for Education and the Advancement of Research in Connected Health, started in 2016 as a small team of academics, researchers, and clinical professionals. Search has developed into a society with a goal to promote connected health programs through the use of evidence-based research. For more information on this year's symposium, make sure you click the hashtag search 2018 link on our homepage. Thanks for listening.